Hey lovelies, I have a treat for you today. My very first podcast interview, I talked to uh, another lady who graduated from college debt-free and she went into teaching. And that is not entirely what she's doing now. It is, but there's a little bit of a difference. You'll see. It's really cool how she used her teaching experience. But a unique thing is how she went into college trying to graduate debt-free because of the stress and trauma and situation around money when she was a child and how she just wanted to rise above it. And so she really encourages us that we can do the same as well. I hope you'll enjoy this interview with Lisa Lazat. Hey girl, welcome to Money and Mental Peace, a podcast for Christian college girls wanting to graduate debt-free. Do you procrastinate on homework while Googling easy scholarships and money for college because you're drowning in debt and student loans? Afraid you'll never have enough time and motivation to find ways to pay for college when you don't even have enough time to sleep or have a social life? I'm Kara. I too was a stressed college student and overachiever looking for money and mental peace. I wondered if there were other ways to pay for college, and I wished for a clear direction on how to do it. I wanted an easier way to fund college with less anxiety, but I kept telling myself I had no idea what to do, thought I wasn't finished in school fast enough, and thought I would never have enough money. Until some scholarships and real rare school hacks got me through debt-free, and I can show you how to do this as well. In this podcast, you'll find mental peace, answers for your future, and enough money to kill it at college. So grab your cold brew and TI-89 and enroll in the most stress-free and debt-free class that you've ever attended. This is Money and Mental Peace. Hey guys, welcome back to Money and Mental Peace. I have a treat for you. It's our first official interview on this podcast with um, Lisa. I'm sorry, how do you pronounce your last name, Lisa? Lizotte. Lizotte. It's with Lisa Lizotte. Look at this. This is real life. Um, <laughs> to interview her on some information on how she personally graduated from college debt-free, um, Lisa was going to school for teaching. A few things that helped her that we'll talk more in depth is she was do, uh, dual enrolled in high school and she also got some scholarships and she has some connection with people and girls like you because her and her husband were in youth ministry for over 10 years doing different counseling for like students getting ready to go to college and married couples on getting out of debt and staying out of debt when everyone's starting their relationships, et cetera, et cetera, all the stuff that is coming soon in your life. So I thought it would be awesome to have her on and interact with her. Let's get started. Hey da, guys. Da, 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 da. Wait, wait, this is the, this is the intro. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I <was> like... <laughs> okay. Now I'm starting. Hey Lisa. Nice to have you. Welcome. Hey, what do you have? What did I not say right about you? Or did you want to mention before I start? I love you. First of all, I'm so proud of you for being so young and setting an example for young women who are not necessarily thinking about entrepreneurship and going on, into college. And you are just broadening people's and especially young girls scope of what they can do in this world. And I just want to applaud you, Kara, for being just willing to do this, setting Thank an you. example. And there's not a lot of young people that are focusing on the topic of being debt free. So I love 
the the mission in your podcast. But um, yeah, you, you that was a perfect introduction. Like I said before we got started, we are not trying to be perfect in doing this. We're just going to be real and honest. And girls, you could just consider me as like your big sister. I am 38. I'm totally proud of that. I have life experience. She doesn't look 38. If you saw her in person on here, go look her up. Um, I have life experience. And in Titus two, it says that we are supposed to counsel the, the, the youth, the young women and you yourself, whether you're 19, 20 something, whatever it is, there's always a young woman under you that you are supposed to mentor and counsel and just bring up to, to know the things of God. So I just want to, um, encourage all of you to whatever you're learning, turn around and teach somebody else. So I am so, um, privileged to be able to be on the show and just talk to y'all and answer some of your questions. That'd be awesome. Thank you so much. That was a good, like, I intro, and then you intro, and then you all <laughs> intro. Okay. <laughs> um, so I'll just say real quick, um, Lisa has a podcast. I'm going to make her pitch it at the end of all of this, but you guys need to go check her out because I'm excited for, like, as I grow in my life, you know, if I ever get married, have a family, there's a lot more awesome podcasts out there that can help me through those processes. Like I even am thinking now that I'm open to the world of podcasts, like whatever issue I have in life, let me just go find a podcast. So that's what you guys should be doing. So, all right, we're going to get into some of these questions that I think would be most prevalent to anyone of you listening. Um, Lisa is a bit generic to start with. So whatever you want to tell us about your story and connected with your story on like is more why you went in to do it debt-free or did you, did it just happen? Like the next question is a little bit more on tactics, but like right now, like, did you have to, have, did you have to have the mindset of this? Like, what were you planning? Why or why not? Great question, Kara. And I'm going to first start with my salvation experience okay. because I know that the the focus of this podcast is for Christian girls. And I know a lot of people probably will stumble upon this topic of being debt-free, money and peace that aren't Christians. And we welcome them as well. Money, mindset, and debt-free, um, you know, life doesn't have to be just a Christian worldview or a Christian um, background or whatever your lifestyle. But I do want to start there because I, it was pivotal in, it's always pivotal in any mindset shift that I make or any decisions that I make. So I was 13. I was not raised in church. I came from an alcoholic, you know, uh, family. My dad was an alcoholic. There was a lot of verbal abuse that happened in the house. I have a lot, there's a whole history there. And I hope that that can give hope to anybody who has experienced that or is experiencing that, that you can rise out of your situation and you know, bring up your, your, your status in this world because we were, we were so far in debt. I remember growing up and debt collectors would call my parents' house and I was young. I was young. And my dad, we, this is, this is way before your time, but we had like caller ID where it was like a a box on our, on our phone. And we would 
if it was hey, un- I remember that so I don't know what you're talking about I don't think well, my listeners remember that I remember dial up like a little bit yes so. dial up yes internet dial up that that noise will be be forever in my head anyway I remember my dad he would say what does it say on the caller ID and I would say it would say unknown and he'd say don't answer it it's a, probably a debt collector and he so he he like would coach me and counsel me through not even coach or counsel just basically tell me don't answer the phone their debt collectors calling so so I come from this, this trauma dealing all around like debt and debt is a bad thing and debt creates a lot of bondage and strife in our family. So from a young age, I never wanted to be in this situation. So yeah. when I came, when I came to know Christ, I knew that I had to depend on him. I had to depend on his guidance and his leading. And I knew that I needed to pour into the word. And I remember sitting in my bed, you know, my parents didn't have to counsel me to tell me to read the Bible. I was just so hungry for the word. And so I just remember just wanting my life to be different and my life to be better. So when it came to making decisions later on, um, I knew that I wanted to be completely different than what I grew up in. So whatever the opposite was is what I wanted to do. So yeah. that yeah. really started my money mindset way back then. Now for people who don't have that traumatic kind of upbringing or mindset, and maybe their parents were good with money and they then made some decisions when they became teenagers because they have a little bit more freedom, they're going to have to work extra hard to retrain themselves of how they view money. And they're going to have to have a lot of habit training. And that's what I, I coach people a lot on is I'm really, really focused on habits because a lot of what happens in our life is because of our bad habits, because we're not mindful of our actions and our goals. We're not setting our goals ahead of time. And we just kind of like let letting life happen. I knew that I always wanted to be debt free. And I always, I never wanted to have creditors calling mm-hmm. my house again. That's so awesome. For me, that's really where the foundation started is it, it helped my mindset. I love that. And I love, I think that can tie in both ways. So people who might be listening might might have that or another extremer in the middle. But I love that you showed that, that you can come from that and turn it completely around. Whereas in my situation, just to, you know, contrast, contrast, um, (laughs) is that my, we still like, my parents have like credit cards and stuff, but they were good to the point of like, they would go to get a car and they'd be like, wow, you have the best credit I've ever seen or something like that. So it was still a little different because I don't do credit cards but it was like, I still got on like the Dave Ramsey bandwagon and just went off on my own. But, but it, so I think it's showing, I think we're at two different extremes. So wherever, like whoever's listening, wherever you are in whatever spectrum, one or to the other, like, that's awesome. You can come yeah. from any of that space and direction to get to where you want to go. Right. You know? And it, and it's, it's just a choice. It's a mm-hmm. choice. It's, it's kind of like a, like having the revelation, like, like the blinders have been taken off your eyes, like, oh yeah, there's so much freedom to be found in living debt free. And once you've come to that truth and and that's why we're here, that's why we have podcasts is to always be trying to bring out the truth to people and showing them that it can be better. Just in my business where I teach people how to live clutter free and how to have better habits and keeping Mm -hmm. up with their 
home maintenance and their home management, I'm showing them, Hey, your life doesn't have to be this way. So Mm -hmm. it's always like trying and striving to better yourself. And then once you realize, Oh, that's, I don't have to live that way. I don't have to live in bondage. Then you are making the decision. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to now live this way. So yeah, I think where, wherever you are on the spectrum, it's all about making the decision that you're going to, your life is going to be better. Yes, absolutely. I love that. So the ways that you made your life better, let me hear them. I mentioned some, some points with some dual enrollment and scholarships. And if if that was just your answer, that's a great answer, but like any other tactics you want to refer to and how you went through um, debt-free. And then we're going to get to like kind of tying in your organizational stuff from your practice. But first, what about just like the college paying for college, like that focus? Okay. Well, first of all, I, after, and I know that a lot of y'all are, that are probably listening are in college, but just, let's just lay this out. You do not have to have a college degree to make a lot of money or to have Mm -hmm. a good paying job. Let me just say that because right now I have a, a master's degree in education. I could be a principal if I wanted to, because I did it in leadership. I have a master's degree. But <laughs> I w- I make way more money and I'm not trying to discourage anybody from not going into teaching because teaching is an honorable position and profession. Yes. But I got my, I did school for five years, got a, a master's degree, and now I'm not even doing that profession and I'm making more money doing something else. So let's just say this. It's okay to not know what you want to do for the rest of your life because a lot of people come out out of high school and they're so they're pressured to make a decision, pick a pick a pick a a degree that you want to go after. And that's that's very overwhelming and intimidating for 18 year olds, especially if they don't have a lot of life experience. So if you decide to go into college right out of high school. And we'll get back to the money part in just a minute. I, oh, I don't is, care. This is awesome. I'm just I really passionate. I will tell you, I've said before on the podcast that I work with college students and I will tell you a degree is absolutely unnecessary. It can be good, but it's not necessary. Right, so, right. Yeah. And a lot of colleges in the past have pitched that because what they're a business. They, yeah. if you don't have people coming into your college, you can't get the funding, you can't get paid or whatever. So anyway, I am just really passionate about bringing awareness to people that they don't have to be put into this box. They don't have a, they don't have to make a decision at 18 years old, what they're going to do for the rest of of their life. And it's okay to change your mind and it's okay to change your career. What you need to do is just the thing that's right in front of you. Okay. Just, <laughs> that just, sounds like so many things I've said. And let me tell you guys, I've never talked to Lisa in person. So she didn't like, like this, this means that you're hearing it from two sources. So it must be true, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. I've said that a lot. So what's in front of you? Yes. And, and it's so true. I mean, I, for me being a 30 something year old, I mean, and you being 20 something, I mean, once you realize this, like you just do the next thing in front of you and you don't have to have all of the answers. And 
I mean, I want to live the kind of life that has like, it's just full. It's just full and just fun. And I want to be able to share all of these life experiences with my grandkids one day and them just like, wow, grandma, you did that. And I'm like, yeah, I did that. So, but I'm not saying that I'm also on the opposite side, not saying that it's not a good thing for Mm -hmm. if you decide I wanted to be a doctor for my entire life. I'm going to go into medical school. I'm going to be a doctor for the next 40 years because we know we don't work for just 30. And, um, that's what I want to do. That is great as well. Yeah, it's great. So whatever people and your personality might change. I thought I wanted to be a teacher for my entire life. And then when the whole world of possibility opened up to me, I was like, wow, there's so much out there to try. And so, mm-hmm. okay. So that being said, well, that being said, you do teach on a podcast. I do. I'm a natural teacher. It's my, yeah. it's my gifting. So I do teach on podcasts. I do uh, life coaching for people. I teach, you know, organization. I teach, you know, simplifying your life, having a more minimal life, just mm-hmm. really enjoying. And I love the name of your podcast, Money and Peace, because I love, I'm all about the peace. I'm all <laughs> about the peace. <laughs> yes. So, so let's hop back over to the money part. So sure how I was going to get out of my situation. I knew first and foremost, well, I didn't know, but I, college was, I felt like college was the answer. I felt like doing good in school was the answer for me to rise, to raise my standard of living. Mm -hmm. And in high school, I think it was probably my senior year. I decided to do a dual enrollment instead of doing college at or doing high school classes, mm-hmm. which if you are a high school student listening to this by chance, if you're look, looking into college, um, doodle enrollment, it's free. It's free schooling. You get free books. You are able to go to college for free and get free college credit. So definitely look into that. Um, if you are a homeschooler, you can actually extend your graduation date and do dual enrollment instead of graduating at 18 years old. You can extend it to like 19 and get a whole nother year of free schooling. Mm-hmm. So just want to plug that in I there. I personally so, know friends who did that with their yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So beyond that, I applied for every scholarship I could. And um, I'm not exactly what all I I got, <laughs> but I knew I just tried for everything, everything that remotely applied to me. Um, and I also, I just worked, I worked part-time. I also lived minimal. I didn't, I, I went to school locally. I didn't go off to college. I, um, but this is just my, my path, my, my plan. I didn't really care about that whole typical college experience. I was just more of a, a mature 18 year old. And Mm -hmm. so I lived at home my first year didn't have a great relationship with my dad. So I ended up moving out, was looking for a place to live. I ended up living with this old lady who was like 85 years old. Oh, that sounds awesome. She (laughs) rented out her rooms because she lived about a mile from the, the local college that I went to. She rented out her rooms to local or to college students for a hundred dollars a month. (laughs) I want that. I want it now, not even in college. I want it now. But there are people. So think if you are, if you're going to school, look around your area or the school area, because there's probably families that have an extra 
bedroom in their house and they might rent it out because there's so much nowadays, like with Airbnb and people are renting their houses out for like the weekend and they're like going away for the weekend. People are much more open to that nowadays. So get creative, put out a, maybe a want ad looking for a room to rent, college student looking for a room to rent, put it on your local paper because old people read the paper still. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, yep. ask around, go to, if you're new to the area, go to a church and ask around, ask the pastor, ask the pastor's wife, Hey, is there any families that are looking to host a college student, you know, to rent out a room? People are willing to do that for, for college students, especially, um, in a college town. I know for us, we have our college right down the road. And when my kids move out, we have this whole upstairs living area. And I'm like, we're going to rent that out to college students. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's like house hacking. Then you get money as time goes on. Yeah. 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 So, um, so that's one way I saved money is by, you know, renting a room from her And another way is that I I had a part-time job and what I would do because I had to, I had my scholarships, but I also, and my parents couldn't help me. They were so far in debt themselves. They couldn't help me. So I, I just worked. I went to school and I worked and I paid for it. Mm -hmm. My, but what I did while I worked, because I had to do for your teaching degree, your last semester, you have to do a full-time practicum where you have to go in a classroom five days a week and teach all day long. Well, I couldn't have a job because I had to go to school in the evening. Yeah. So I had to get really creative in how I saved money. So what I did while I worked throughout the other semesters, the other three semesters, I saved half of my paycheck. I taught myself, I taught myself and I only made $800 a month. And I, so I, I saved 400 and put it in the bank and I lived off of 400 and I just rationed it out. I knew that I had to pay for gas. I knew that I had to pay a hundred dollars in rent. So that's, that's a quarter of my, my paycheck yeah. for the month. I learned how to live off of a hundred dollars for food a month. I mean, a hundred dollars for one person is a lot, <laughs> um, back 20 years ago, <laughs> um, beans and, and rice, beans and rice. I mean, and- I literally. I literally Sorry. ate eggs and grits, grits and eggs. I'm from the South. So oh, yeah. it, was, it was grits and eggs every single night. And I loved it. And eggs are so good for you. All the protein. <laughs> yeah. And also is, here's the real question. Is it ramen noodles or ramen noodles? Cause those are cheap too. I say ramen. Okay. <laughs> what do you say? I think I grew up with Raymond, but I feel like it's probably incorrect. <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of like to have the, the roof and the roof. Yeah. <laughs> I say, I say roof. So, um, but Sorry, anyway, <laughs> yeah. So I just learned back then to live on little, live on little. And I, I just knew I had it in my mind. It was always my vision to not be in debt, to not have Mm-hmm. that experience that I grew up with to, to come back with me again. So I, um, so it was paying for co- college myself. It was getting scholarships. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, cutting corners with spending as much as you can. And you mentioned Dave, Dave Ramsey mm-hmm. and I did Dave Ramsey. I didn't know I was doing Dave Ramsey back in the day, like cool. the whole, 
envelope system. Cause I literally had three envelopes that I kept in the door of my car <laughs> and it was called gas groceries and fun. Cause I think I gifted myself some fun money because <laughs> yeah, let, let, let's, let's be on record and saying you need some fun money. Even if it's like $5 for however much you can go to the vending yeah. machine and you feel like a college student. Like I went to the vending machine, like you're allowed yeah. to do that. Yeah. And, and I, I allowed myself to like go buy one new shirt, <laughs> like a, a month. Yeah. I was like, I want, I want a new shirt. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't realize that I was doing the Dave Ramsey envelope mm-hmm. system back in the day. And then when I, my husband and I got married, um, I will, I will share about that as well, because I know a lot of girls in college are planning their weddings as well. And I'll share mm-hmm. with you how I did that. But when my husband and I got married, we actually went through Dave Ramsey and we're like, oh, well, this is what we've been doing the whole time. So this fits nice. perfect. So we've been doing, we've been married for 17 years. We have no debt other than our house. Sure. And we even have a 15 year mortgage on it instead of a 30 year mortgage, which Good I highly, you. yeah, I highly recommend people doing that. Um, you save so much money. And only pay like $200 more a month on your mortgage. So definitely do a 15, 10 to 15 year mortgage if you can. 20 at the max, do not do a 30 year mortgage because you're basically paying triple for your house in the long run. So mm-hmm. just try to do that as much as possible. Um, but yeah, my senior year of college, I was 21 years old and I was also planning my wedding. And so... Wow. I also had money that I saved for that and I was able to pay everything in cash. We had wow. our, we got married, um, our, I, so our wedding and our honeymoon cost us $3,000 <laughs> and we are just as married now than had, <laughs> than had we spent tens of thousands yeah. of dollars. Yeah. And you're probably like more had that piece throughout your whole 17 years of marriage without having debt and debt collectors, then it's just like, yes, you'd rather have that. <laughs> I'd rather yes. have that. Yes, exactly. So there's something to be said about cute, quaint weddings. So just keep that in mind. The All of the, the overdone weddings, it's just more stress than anything. So if you're a college student planning your wedding, just keep it simple. Just keep it simple because you're actually going to be able to talk to people if it's simple and you're going to yeah. be able to enjoy them. And it's going to be more like a party than a showcase um, yeah. because that's really what it feels like when it gets too big. It feels like you're on display and you end up, you end up just regretting not being able to actually enjoy it. So, um, so yeah. All right. I shared a lot with you about that. <laughs> That's awesome. That's okay. I, we, I'm sure someone needed to hear all the different points, right? Yeah. So can you segue us a little bit into, tell us what you do now with your business and like podcast specifically, we can refer people to and what organizational strategies or, you know, life strategies you use um, that perhaps could help my students listening, you know, like if they're feeling more minimalistic or whatever, um, then that is suggesting a way for them to get through college as a catalyst. You did already mention that with the simple lifestyle. I thought that was awesome. But just if you wanted to mention more about what you do now and any other thoughts related. Yeah, well, I am a professional organizer and I am a habits coach. I teach because it's not just about decluttering and organizing. It's 
really about changing your habits because you can be an organized person and get your house completely organized. But if you don't have good habits of keeping it tidy, then it's just going to be a mess all over again. So I really coach people through changing their mindsets and changing their habits for good. Um, and it all goes back to identify identity is changing your identity. What do you want to embody? Who do you want to be? Do I want to be a person who's stressed and frazzled all the time? Well, no, but you're living, you're, you're, you're displaying that through your life. So you're actually, you know, you're confirming your identity (laughs) by your actions. So our, we first have to establish what kind of identity we want to, to have. Um, so I do a lot of that, but I feel like for me, I've always been somewhat of an organized person, but as far as like getting organized to be like debt free, it really goes back to that, that money and budget uh, system that I had, um, telling your money where it should go. You are the Mm -hmm. boss of your money. You need to tell it where it needs to go. You don't just cash your paycheck and put it all in your pocket and then just spend it not really thinking about where it's going to go. I highly recommend that you use your debit card as little as possible because it's just, it gets you in bad habits because you're not seeing it. A lot of people aren't doing the whole check registry and writing down everything that they're spending. So I personally pay myself. We have a family budget and we pay ourselves at the beginning of the month. We save up all the paychecks from the month before and we pay ourselves at the beginning of the month, which takes a lot of discipline and we divvy it out. And I actually um, get a lot. I get a lump sum out in cash. That's what I pay for groceries. I pay for gas. I pay for my kids activities and I divide it out into categories. And so I know when I'm pulling a hundred dollars from groceries this mm-hmm. week, I only have a couple of hundred dollar bills left for the rest of the month. And so you really see it. Um, and that goes back to the whole Dave Ramsey mm-hmm. money envelope system. So I really recommend that yeah. we go, go more old school and use cash more. Now, if you don't want to carry as much cash or have as much in your house for fear of w- getting robbed or whatever, I get it. Um, go have a habit of going to the bank every Friday or every other Friday and taking the practice of taking out money, withdrawing and Mm -hmm. and using it. There's just so much to be said with old school ways of Mm -hmm. handling money. It's physically feeling it. It's like I worked for this and all it is, is a piece of paper. Like I got to spend it well. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And it's, and it's like the physical exchange, like, you know, I'm giving you this, you're giving me that instead of just like swiping. And it, it doesn't, fully, I don't feel like it fully satisfies us to do that. I feel like mm-hmm. there's more, it's crazy, but there's more satisfaction in pulling that dollar bill out and actually handing. And I've, I've noticed when I go and pay for things like at the fast food restaurant or at the local grocery store, and I pull out money, people are like, Oh, you're paying with cash. And I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of old school like that. <laughs> and I just, I feel like I have an old soul in that. And I actually count out exact change and I give it to them. And people are amazed. <laughs> They're not used to that at all. And I just, I really want to get back to those, you know, those habits and just like, just simplify it a lot more yeah. than, than we have. And when we get 
when we get into the busy seasons of why we start swiping way too much. Okay. So it's all about retraining those bad habits that we have of spending. So as far as getting organized, you really need it. Even if you're young and you're making, I don't know, $300 a week, you can budget your money. You tell it where you want it to go. You need to make as much as you can. You need to save as much as you can, and you need to give away as much as you can, because Mm -hmm. when you give back, the Lord is able, you have your hands open. When you offer something to somebody, your hands are open for you to receive something back and he will Mm -hmm. bless you. So yeah, um, as, as far as like some organizational tips, um, start by really evaluating what you want your life to look like. And if there are things in your life that are causing you stress that are causing you to be frazzled or overwhelmed and you just feel cluttered, then start weeding them out, whether they're activities you're involved in, whether it's stuff that you're hoarding in your dorm room or in your parents' house or in your room, whatever it is, start weeding it out. I I can, I define clutter as being anything that is, doesn't serve a purpose. It doesn't have a, it doesn't serve a purpose. It doesn't, it's not useful. Mm-hmm. It's not, and it's not, um, what was the other thing that I said? It is not, does, uh, it's something you're not passionate about or something sure. as far as like things that you treasure. Okay. Yeah. So if, if it's not, if it's just sitting there or it's just filling up space, then it's, it's of no use. So mm-hmm. really trying to live a more minimal lifestyle, slowing down, not feeling like you have to do all of the things. Mm-hmm not letting FOMO, the fear of missing out, um, make you feel pressured. Yeah. That was huge for me. (laughs) Feeling pressured to be, be involved in everything and really just slowing down life and not rushing through life. A lot of college students also, when they get out of school, think that they have to have exactly what their parents have at their age, which they're probably like thirties, forties, fifties years old. And a lot of students make the the wrong decision of buying that big house and buying the fancy car and just take it slow. Yeah. So I love the old school reference on that. Cause I don't know about you, but whenever I do something that feels more quote unquote old fashioned, and I imagine it more with like technology. Like if I, if I'm, if like somebody I'm at someone's house and they have like a tape player, I'm like, I want to listen to this, you know, or see what's up or, um, or even like nowadays people have like record players, but they're like electric now, but still do you ever, um, I just feel like it feels more wholesome. And to yes. me, when something feels wholesome, there's like more of a capacity for that piece. Cause yes. you're like, I'm slowing down and I'm enjoying like this newspaper. When did I ever do that? It's almost like, it's like, it's like a Sunday rest and you're like, I got nothing to do. I'm just doing this old school. Um, I mean, technology is awesome if, if we're talking on efficiency for things, but I like how you mentioned that. So. Yes. yes. Yeah. I, I love that. And I've actually along those same lines been trying to call people more instead of texting them. And oh, I have not gotten there. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's really challenging. It's really challenged me and I'll, it, it kind of takes people, you know, kind of catches them off guard and I'll call them and I'll say, I knew I could text, but I really am just trying to do this whole like in-person thing, like mm-hmm. be a real person. So yeah, just challenging yourself in those ways to slow down, to not rush and 
kind of go old school a little bit. I love that. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I mean, I don't really have any follow-up questions. I think you, you would like, like, I just kind of, you filled in all the cracks around your answers. So I think you answered all my questions. Great. I love it. So um, thank you so much for meeting with me. And yeah. I want to tell everyone listening um, that Lisa's podcast is the Habits and Home show. And I'm guessing you can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, yeah. Google, whatever the big ones that are commonly used. And I don't know, did you want to mention anything else about some things that you offer in helping others? Yeah, yeah. So my podcast is mainly for busy moms. And I know you girls are not probably not necessarily moms. You may be, but I want you to remember my podcast when you start getting into real life stuff. And I share about home organization. I share about living a more minimal, slow lifestyle. I talk about budgeting a little bit. And I I just really have a passion for helping people live a, a less stressed lifestyle. So I give you a little bit of cleaning hacks as well. So if you are, I know that on YouTube, there's like this big movement of cleaning inspiration. It's really crazy for me to, to see people wanting to watch other people clean. I personally <laughs> do not create those cleaning videos, but I know a lot of girls love getting inspiration like that. But that being said, on my podcast, I share a lot of really cool cleaning hacks. I walk you through decluttering like junk drawers because people just feel stuck sometimes. So that's mainly what I share over there. I offer some freebies on my website. You can go to habitsandhome.com slash freebies, and I'll send you some freebies over there. And yeah. So thank you so much, Kara, for awesome. having me on the show. You're welcome. And I'm going to challenge anyone listening. I actually started this podcast because I listened to a podcast about podcasts but it's geared towards moms generally. Like anyone can do it, but it's geared towards moms. I listen to several other that are geared towards moms. So like <laughs> totally you can just use her tips because I mean, like you probably have to clean and organize your stuff. So it, it works. <laughs> anyway, <definitely> thanks <laughs> for having us Um, or thanks for coming on with me, Lisa. And I appreciate it. I hope you guys can all get some nuggets from her wisdom about graduating debt-free. Thanks. See you later. Thank you, Kara. Wasn't that interview awesome? Hey guys, this is Kara from the future. Why don't you head on over to the Christian College Girl community on Facebook and let me know what was the favorite part of this interview with three emojis. Yes. <laughs> However you can indicate it with three emojis, I would love to see it. Thanks guys. Hey girl. Okay, so before you run off to calculus, if this podcast has brought you any encouragement, would you please write a review on iTunes or take a screenshot, post it in your Insta stories, and tag me. Let's tell the rest of our stressed sisters that more money and peace can be attained outside of the conventional way of doing college. See you next time. Love and prayers, Kara.